Hi, it's Zoe, and this is episode four in the Project You as Leader series. Have you ever been to Alcatraz? Well, in today's episode, we unpack what going to Alcatraz showed me about the power of environments, the power of environments to affect our composure. Let's do it. Some 15 years ago, I went to visit Alcatraz, the prison, with Rob, my husband. And uh, we were visiting relatives in San Francisco, and we made the little day trip out to the island to see this famous prison. And it was quite interesting. The part that I remember most was when they took us to see where they did solitary confinement. And they had us go one or two at a time into these tiny little cells, which I think they're all made out of steel, and completely dark. So it was a pure sensory deprivation experience. And they closed the door. We might have been had the door closed for less than a minute. And I had an immediate sense of panic and distress rise within me. And I thought what I, this is what I projected going into that cell. I thought I would experience anger when I got in there, thinking that the inmates, what they would be frustrated with, that, that they would suffuse the walls with anger. But what I felt instead was fear. And it was kind of a revelation to me, whether I was projecting my own fear or whether the walls were indeed suffused with the energy of the prisoners who had been locked into solitary confinement, deprived of light, deprived of company, alone in a cell that was cold and miserable. So what can I learn about this and what can I share about this is that environments have a tremendous impact on our emotional life. So as we walk through Project You as Leader, we are in the B part of the B Think Do recipe for composure. And we've talked about breath, we've talked about feelings, and now we're talking about environment. And environment can really alter our emotional state. It's kind of it's kind of a flow between it. So how we feel has an effect on how we perceive the environment. And the environment itself can have an impact on how we feel. You'd only need to look at these stories of forest bathing to know that that's true. And going out into nature has a calming effect. It's an inspiring effect. The science shows that when we have big picture views, where we have huge horizons, it creates a sense of awe. And when we're experiencing awe, the activity in, our frontal, in the frontal lobe of our brain reduces and gives us a sense of connection and oneness and unity. It makes us better able to deal with uncertainty and to make creative connections between, uh, between different disparate ideas. So it's where our creativity can also come from. So big, pitch, big views gives big insights is what I like to say. So environments can create creativity, they can create awe-inducing experiences, and they can create joy. And I would highly recommend Ingrid Fettel Lee's book, Joyful, The Surprising Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness. This book literally changed the way that I saw everything. <laughs> it's just a big call. It's a huge call. And some of the key principles, there's 10 really. She goes through beautiful examples of how you can ch make changes in your physical environment and it can create joy within you. Um, first of all, she says, color and light create energy. So in a room, if it's dull and drab, a splash of color will give energy. I love that, especially if they're primary colors. Texture and patterns create a sense of abundance. 
So if you think about a picture of a forest and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trees, that sense of burgeoning abundance in nature, um, those texture, that texture and patterns can create a sense of that. Uh, what's another word for abundance? It's not even excess, but a lot of. <laughs> That's a good synonym. Uh, views of nature and indoor plants create a sense of freedom. So I like to populate my rooms with plants. I would have way more plants. Rob's a little bit against that for some reason. He thinks it'll leak onto our nice floors. But the more plants, the merrier it is. Definitely gives you a sense of freedom and just comfort. I think being able to tend to some other living thing is awesome. Uh, Feta Lee also talks about symmetry creating harmony. Symmetry. So you want balance of your objects in your world. I think about this every time I drive up to our garage where we only have one light on one side of the garage and it gives me frustration. <laughs> it does not give me joy. <laughs> we really needed to have another light even though functionally we probably didn't. For symmetry, that would have been awesome. So there is a lack of harmony in the front of my garage as a result. She says curves and circles create a sense of play. Curved mirrors are way more fun than square mirrors, say for example. Uh, curved furniture is also play more playful than the serious box-like squares that we, can, that we can sit in. Weird objects create a sense of play. What kind of weird objects have you got sitting around? You might have a weird piece of art. And uh, yeah, that weirdness is, is a bit of fun, isn't it? Uh, I like that. A bit of weirdness. Vertical views and lines create a sense of transcendence. So if you have a big poster that draws your attention skyward, it kind of lends itself to openness. And in architectural design, that's true too. If you've ever been to um, one of the museums, I'm trying to think where I was in Italy. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the Vatican, hello, kind of a big one to forget, <laughs> the Vatican. At the Vatican Museum, there's this huge circular staircase and it just draws the eye up and down. It gives you a huge sense of transcendence, sort of what you want in a religious building, don't you think? And uh, going into the cathedral there is just extraordinary. So cathedrals are usually built with those kind of tall vertical vistas for that whole idea of transcendence. This is a fun one. Magical objects, luminescence, mirrors create a sense of awe. There's that, pit, that word again, awe. So magical objects, shiny, sparkly things create a sense of awe. Uh, sparkles, actually, not sparkly things, because glitter, sparkle, and big things create a sense of celebration. Oversized balloons, oversized flowers, those beautiful things create a sense of celebration. And along with flowers, you get a sense of renewal. And that was uh, the top 10. So there you have it, Ingrid Fettel Lee's top 10 key principles for sparking joy. Color and light, texture and patterns, views of nature, symmetry, curves and circles, weird objects, vertical views and lines, magical objects, mirrors, glitter, sparkle and big things, and flowers. You do any number of that, you're gonna, your environment's going to be sparking joy all over the place. And I think now that we're in a holiday break, <laughs> declutter and then put some really fun objects into it. And that's kind of your assignment for this week. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. I look forward to hearing about your experiments with the environment and what joy it sparks for you. In the meantime, live well, lead well. <laughs>